Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. Welcome to Amateur Radio. I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the WIA National News Service. It is for week commencing October 27. As they say, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Well, actually, the good news is, and it'll be up a little later in the program, last week, those that get the email text edition or read the text edition on wia.org.au would have seen that uh, little plug that we gave for a radio network that was after technicians. Well, we've got more on that this week. This is something absolutely unbelievable. They're after something like almost a dozen radio technicians for this national television and radio network. So it certainly falls right into our ballywick as being radio amateurs. Now the bad news, and of course it's to do with the Blue Mountains bushfires, and Weissen helps. Television has beamed into our lounge rooms the devastation as thousands of firefighters battled numerous outbreaks in New South Wales. After more than a week that included high temperatures, low humidity and strong winds, coupled with a dry fuel load, more than 220 homes were destroyed. The insurance payout estimated to be well over $100 million. The arrival of cooler temperatures with a southerly change added pressure in some areas, but in the main proved favourable. Weissen was activated Tuesday by the Volunteer Rescue Association to provide manpower after a state of emergency was declared. Weissen New South Wales President Compton Allen VK2HDX said he thanked some 14 Weissen members who made themselves available. Weissen Publicity Officer Julian Sortland VK2YJS said four Weissen members were sent to Lithgow as part of a VRA team of 24. The rest from Weissen are in reserve on standby and may be deployed later. These personnel will be assisting police in carrying out their duties such as roadblocks, warning residents and evacuations where required. Those people from the disaster-hit areas, including residents who have lost homes, are now receiving welfare assistance. We particularly think today of our national news broadcast teams in the Gosford, Wyong, Lake Macquarie areas, led by John Williams, VK2JJW, and Frank Parker, VK2FSP. Is amateur radio portrayed correctly? The activity we enjoy has a mixed image among the general public and sadly this is often reflected by some of those who are radio amateurs themselves. The official definition of amateur radio includes the intercommunication between amateur stations solely with a personal aim and without pecuniary interest. A similar stuffy definition can be used to describe a diamond as a carbon ferrous solid but like a diamond amateur radio can be many faceted gem of dazzling beauty. While a now old-fashioned view of Amateur radio between World War II and the mobile phone or internet age was attractive. That time has truly gone. Do some of today's radio amateurs inadvertently live in the past or incorrectly promote their hobby as being a modern recreational and vocational activity? Would you buy a new car built a decade ago, no matter how well it was marketed? Well, think about how all of us promote modern amateur radio. The Wireless Institute of Australia, with the clubs, individuals and stakeholders, will hold the PR for Amateur Radio Expo in April 2014. This is an opportunity of promotion. Will you be involved? Now, more details on the event can be read under the What's On section of the wia.org.au website. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, 
You are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, South Australia, it can be heard on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours VK5 local time. I'm Ben, VK5 Bravo Bravo. The NCRG car boot sale is on Sunday the 3rd of November starting at 9am. Admission is $5 for all sellers and buyers. There'll be a barbecue and soft drinks available all morning, $5 for a sausage and a softie. If you're a seller, you can set up from 8am. The car boot sale is outside, so bring your own shelter from the elements and tables if required. The NCRG will have a no longer required table with a huge assortment of stuff for sale. The location is at the Neil Penfold State Amateur Radio Centre, accessed from Nangara Road in Whiteman Park. The entrance is signposted Equestrian Centre. It's on Nangara Road and it's between Beachborough Road and the Allenbrook Roundabout at Lord Street. We look forward to seeing you there and sellers, clean out your shacks and come along. Next Sunday, November the 3rd, will be the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest at the Goodwood Community Centre. Buyer access is from 9am, sellers from 7.30am. Many commercial traders will be in attendance and the WIA Bookshop will be there for you to stock up on the latest offerings. Plenty of second-hand equipment as well. Alara and the North East Radio Club will be providing refreshments on the day. Visit the club website www.ahars.com.au for all the details. This is David, VK5 Kilo Charlie. In Adelaide you can hear the national news at 9am local time on the VK5 RAD repeater. 147 MHz. And for listeners in VK3, a reminder that the second annual VK3 Microwave Test Day is fast approaching. It's on Sunday the 10th of November at the EMDRC Club Rooms, McCubbin Street, Burwood. It'll start at 10am. For many who attended last year, the format of the day will be very, very similar, but with some additional activities. In the car park, there'll be again field testing portable microwave systems on the 10 gigahertz, 24 gigahertz, and this time the 2.4 gigahertz band as well. They'll have a GPS locked weak signal source and a field strength meter set up across in the park. And people can set up their systems along the pathway and compare signal strengths. In the club rooms, they'll be holding an informal microwave homebrew show and tell, and people are encouraged to bring along their microwave systems, either complete or partly built to share with others. Graham VK3XDK will be there with some of his systems, and he'll be more than happy to provide assistance to others. In addition, the club workshop facilities will also be available. They're going to have a barbecue set up for lunchtime, but if you'd like something a little bit more exotic than the old sausage and bread, then BYO is welcome. Later in the day, they'll be lining up big gun 10 gigahertz EME stations to provide us with signals off the moon once it rises. And if you'd want to try listening for that, I'd recommend bringing along a digital setup as the signal is unlikely to be audible, but should be clearly visible on WSJT or Spectran. So there you have it, EMDRC Microwave Test Day, Sunday the 10th of November, starting at 10am. Hello again, it's Ed, VK2JI, to tell you more about the progress and activities at next year's CCARC Field Day at Wyong on February the 23rd. Preparations are moving into high gear and our secretary is shuffling emails in and out to the various presenters, 
traders, exhibitors and support groups and services needed to run this largest event of its kind in the Southern Hemisphere. This year we're trying something new. We intend to have a clubs fair where clubs from New South Wales and further afield can present what they do and sign up some new club members. The fair is in addition to the normal exhibitors and will most likely be located on one of the grassy areas around the racecourse. Letters have been sent out to all New South Wales clubs listed on the WIA website, so why not ask your club secretary if your club is taking part? If you haven't heard anything at your club, or if your club is based outside of New South Wales and would like to take part, a simple email to ccarc at ccarc.org.au with a subject of Wyong Field Day Club Fair will get a response with all the details you need. There is no charge for clubs to take part in the fair, so why not give it a try? With a large public turnout as well as existing amateurs coming to Wyong, this is a great opportunity to get new people into the hobby through your club. 73. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Still in VK3 as we whip around VK with Australia's final analogue TV transmitters that serve Melbourne, Geelong and surrounds closing December 10, it's estimated at least 5% of people will get caught with no television whatsoever. The old transmissions are to disappear in favour of new TV with its multitude of channels. The former analogue frequencies are up for sale in the so-called digital dividend. Australia's big event, known as the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kyneton, which proved to be very successful, although never designed to be a huge generator of profit, has ended. When introduced, it instantly became a very much needed and different type of event, one that has been innovative and parts of it copied by others, both locally and interstate. Unfortunately, an increase in the site rental charge, double that paid last year, meant it could only continue in 2014 with a dramatic lift in charges for sellers, high admission costs or be abandoned. It began as one of Australia's largest ham radio events in 2006. After lots of consideration, the sad decision was made to reluctantly end it. Jim Linton from Amateur Radio Victoria thanks the many hundreds of radio amateurs, commercial traders and the like that have supported it over the years. For our guided tour and barbecue, members, support crew and friends of Radar are invited along to the picnic area at Mount Archer, Rockhampton to participate in a sausage sizzle provided by the club and be taken on a guided tour of the VK4 RAR Mount Archer repeater complex. It will be happening today, October 27, from 11am. If you're in the area, pop up to Mount Archer. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. Hi, this is Steve, VK5 SFA, and I work for Southern Cross Austereo. We are looking for proactive and self-motivated individuals to work in our television and radio stations located all around Australia. A genuine interest in having fun and seeking an exciting career in the broadcasting industry is a must. So what are we looking for? Well, this is an apprenticeship opportunity which would suit someone who already has a passion and a basic understanding of electronics, RF, video, audio and computers. This means that you could pull apart a PC and put it back together, know the basics of a transmitter, antenna system or audio mixer. 
you might be able to perform basic soldering or have a natural curiosity to find out how things work. Southern Cross Osterio will financially support you through a part-time certificate three in electronics and communications at TAFE, including all study materials, whilst you're working. You may need to travel to attend formal study for up to six weeks a year. What will you need to bring? You will be a proactive candidate who has a positive can-do attitude, excellent written and verbal communication skills, and a thirst for knowledge and technology. In balancing work and studying, you will need to have great time management skills and be very committed to gaining your formal qualifications. At the conclusion of this apprenticeship, you will have both formal qualifications and hands-on experience, which will set you up for a long career within the broadcasting industry. As the newest member of the team, you'll get all the support and guidance you need to develop your skills, grow your media career, and reach your full potential. If you are committed to working with us for the next four years and are excited by this amazing opportunity, then please visit www.sca.com.au forward slash careers. That's www.sierracharliealpha.com.au forward slash careers to submit your resume and cover letter. Be quick. Applications are closing on Friday the 8th of November 2013. 73s and good luck from Steve, VK5SFA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Lake Macquarie region, it can be heard on the 146.475 MHz IRLP and Echolink node at midday and 9pm Sundays. I'm John, VK2JJW. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. What comes out on top of a thunderstorm? In recent decades, researchers have discovered some strange things happening in the cloud tops. High above ordinary lightning, exotic forms known as red sprites and blue elves shoot towards the heavens as often as 500 times a day. Earth briefly mimics a supernova, producing a powerful blast of gamma rays known as a terrestrial gamma ray flash or TGF. A new experiment called Fire Station on board the ISS aims to find out. Fire Station is a package of sensors designed to explore the links between TGF, ordinary lighting and sprites. The space station's orbit will carry Fire Station directly above thousands of active thunderstorms during the one-year lifetime of the experiment. Unlike previous experiments in the upper atmosphere, upper atmosphere lightning, Fire Station has the unique ability to observe thunderstorms at multiple wavelengths simultaneously. It can record the radio static from lightning, measures optical glow, including the red and blue light of sprites and elves, and detect the gamma rays and electrons associated with TGF and antimatter events. You are listening to ZS6SRL and read by Dennis Green, ZS4 Bravo Sierra. Thank you for listening. And you heard it here on VK1 WIA's National News Service. In Denmark, Radio Mag Online say Denmark's Culture Agency has announced that parties to the media settlement of 2012 to 2014 have approved a revised timetable for the transition to digital radio there. Licences for FM broadcasters will be extended until 2019, after which it is expected that analogue FM broadcasts will cease. The country also plans to transition from DAB to DAB Plus in December 2014. Poland is also moving to Australia's DAB Plus standard, as we will hear shortly. However, they've also announced the closure of their Polish radio external shortwave broadcasts. In the USA, Xerox has turned 75 years of age. 75 years ago, Chester Coulson created an easier way to duplicate information on paper. 
Named Xerography, his invention revolutionised how information is shared and ultimately how office work gets done. Coulson, while tinkering in his lab in Astoria, Queens, had one simple objective in mind, to make office work a little more productive and a little less tedious. In India, Indian record for tracking ham radio balloon. Global Brands magazine features the high-altitude balloon work of Druva Space and Indian radio amateurs. Druva Space, in association with the Indian Institute of Astrophysics, is gearing up to observe comet ISON when it passes Earth on November 28, 2013, using a high-altitude balloon platform. Weekly test flights are in progress as part of the preparations, and one such flight on October 13 saw the balloon carrying a 5-kilogram payload reach a peak altitude of 21 kilometres and it travelled over 600 kilometres into the Arabian Sea. What makes this test flight special is that the ground station at Bangalore and the two mobile payload recovery teams were able to receive the 145.765 MHz FM APRS radio signals from the balloon for over 12 hours without any disruption. The other effect of the solar cycle... As almost every ham knows, the number of sunspots rises and falls in a regular cycle that repeats every 11 years. But there's a lot more to the story. Here's amateur radio newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, with that part of the story. Sunspots are among the least dramatic activities in a solar cycle. This is because they are easy to count and closely correlated with flares and other indications of solar activity. As such, astronomers and scientists have used them for centuries, to monitor variations in the sun's activity. But it is solar flares and coronal mass ejections that pose the biggest risk to power grids and communication systems here on Earth. These take place when billions of tons of solar plasma erupt from the surface of the sun and are flung out into space at speeds up to millions of miles per second. Variations in the amount of heat and light reaching the Earth's surface as a result of the changes in the 11-year cycle are tiny, Total solar output reaching the surface varies by just 1.3 watts per square meter, or one-tenth of one percent, between the maximum and minimum phases of a solar cycle. However, some researchers say that even this minuscule variation has profound impacts on climate and weather. They note that rainfall, cloud formation, and river runoff are all strongly correlated with the sun's 11-year cycle. All in all, the impact is far smaller than the warming associated with other sources of climate change. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9BAK in Zion, Illinois. National Public Broadcaster Polish Radio has begun transmitting in the DAB Plus digital audio transmission system. The director and editor-in-chief of Polish Radio 4 said that adopting the digital standard enables it to increase its coverage area, improve sound quality, and disseminate programming nationwide. A rare German Enigma encoding machine used by the Nazis to send secret messages during the Second World War will go on sale in the United Kingdom later this month. The machine, built in 1944, was part of the German intelligence operation thwarted by the British counterintelligence working out of Bletchley Park. Enigma machines were used through the war by the German military, but this was a later model which sent out even more heavily encrypted signals than earlier versions. A specialist from London auctioneers Bonhams said the untouched and unrestored device is especially valuable because it still has many of its original parts and was not modified after the war. The unit comes with an original ebonite plug board, which when added to the Enigma would swap pairs of letters. For example, pressing the F key would send a letter B to be scrambled at the Enigma's rotors, 
This, of course, would require a matching device at the other end to make sense of the message. If you want to own this prize World War II relic, be prepared to shell out at least $80,000 U.S. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4 FUQ, Dateline 2013. CQ Worldwide DXSSB Contest is October 26 and 27. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, weekend of November 23 24. 2014. WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day 11-12 January to be confirmed. WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend March 15-16. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint May 3. 10-10 International Summer Contest August 2 and 3. WIA Remembrance Day The RD Contest August 16 and 17. Manly Warringah Radio Society's Flagpole Contest September. Special Event Stations, DX in Beacon and NetAdvice. Special Event Station, II8 IDXC celebrates Italy's IDXC 2015. On the air, listen out for Special Event Station, II8 IDXC to be active between November 2013 and May 2015. This operation is to help publicise the 10th anniversary of Italy's International DX Convention that will be held April of 2015. Operations will be on the high frequency bands plus 6 metres using CWSSB and the digital modes. The event's QSL manager is IZ8EDJ. VPA DNY of Falkland Island through November 19th. All of the high frequency bands on SSB only. QSL via home call M1AYI. The International Museums Weekend 2014 Special Event. 27 September to 5 October 2014. For well over a decade now, there has been an extremely popular and extremely well-supported annual amateur radio special event by the name of the International Museums Weekend, IMW. The majority of those taking part in the event have been in the United Kingdom, but with a few radio amateurs taking part from the rest of the world. For the 2014 IMW, the members of the IMW administration team are hoping to make the event a truly international one, with a great deal more participation than beyond the UK's borders. VK3 National Parks Activations With only three weeks to go, there are already 19 unique Victorian national parks that will be on the air. More are most welcome. Portable stations under the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award will be eagerly looking for contacts. The award encourages operation in Victoria's 45 national parks. The activity weekend is Friday the 15th to Sunday the 17th of November. Check out the master list on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. It includes 20 activators with their park and expected time of activity. PY2DM Mamiro took part in the 2012 T30 PYD expedition and dropped us a line to say that he is in Sydney for a few more days and would like to catch up with some VK amateurs. I am in Sydney and I'd like to meet up or join any amateur radio activity. 6 meter T30 PYD Expedition 2012. MSAT member AM operator 73. 
You can drop a mirror or line. It's an ARRL email account, py2dm at net. Intruder watch, enforcement zone. Russian military back on 21 MHz. The IRU Monitoring Service Newsletter reports on a possible Russian military station that has been using the amateur radio 21 MHz band. It says that encrypted voice traffic has been operating on 21.000.0 kHz on USB. Also that the in-band synchronising signal was always audible and quite strong. The transmitter sending out these transmissions is believed to be located in or near Nizhny Tagal in Russia, but its purpose is unknown. The newsletter also reports that the Russian military have also been using other frequencies in our 7, 14 and 21 MHz bands and have been operating an over-the-horizon radar between 3500 and 3800 kHz. For VK1 WIA National News with a very croaky voice, I'm Felix VK for FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And it can be heard on the repeaters 146900, 146950, or and or frequencies 14.337, 10.337, 10.133, 10.555, and I am Carl with a K. Call sign Victor Kilo HIL for whiskey. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ARDF. Rob VK6LD will demonstrate the best technique, radios and antennas, to successfully compete in a fox hunt on November the 9th at The Hag from 2pm. Rob will have a fox already hidden nearby, so the talk will definitely be hands-on. Also on display will be an ICOM IC706 remote rig setup using 4G internet to connect the radio head to the radio base located several kilometres away. Visitors are most welcome, and hopefully this will start fox hunts again in VK6. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, a 1939 short New Zealand movie titled From Backblocks to High Seas, A Romance of the Radio Telegraph Service, is now available. The YouTube description reads, The Romance of the Radio Telegraph Service. This service utilised the high-frequency spectrum known as shortwave from 3 MHz up to 30 MHz, as well as the longwave and medium-frequency spectrum below 3 MHz. This is a short film about communications to and from New Zealand on these shortwaves using Morse code. This film is a 1939 government film scanned from a 16mm reduction print. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Spot the space station over your backyard with this NASA service. Spot the station sends an email or text message to those who sign up for the service a few hours before they'll be able to see the space station. It's really remarkable to see the space station fly overhead and to realise that humans built an orbital complex that can be spotted from Earth by almost anyone looking up at just the right moment said NASA's Associate Administrator for Human Exploration and Operations. 
We're accomplishing science on the space station that is helping to improve life on Earth and paving the way for future exploration of deep space. FO-29 satellite contact between Cuba and the UK. Last Saturday, October the 19th, Hector Martinez C06CBF achieved what is possibly the very first amateur radio contact between Cuba and the UK on the FO-29 satellite. It was a result of a long history which began six months ago. Unfortunately, Cubans cannot operate on AO7B, so FO-29 is their only chance for DX contacts. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting India's first radio scouting repeater inaugurated. The Malabar Amateur Radio Society, VU2MLQ, has commenced operation of India's first scouting repeater, VU2MWJ, during this last weekend's Jota. VU2MLQ has a wide coverage in South India and is situated at the top point of the Kerala state at an altitude of 420 feet above sea level. This is the first D-star-capable repeater in India. Well, that's all our news I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, there we be. Another edition of WIA National News has come to a grinding halt. OK, we'll see you all again next week. Don't forget to the rebroadcasters who send us in the figures each week. We have asked that you supply us some new idents to record so we can play them and promote your outlet. So just about everybody sent in new ones now. So if you haven't, get cracking. OK, I'm Graham VK4BB. See you next week. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.